Well, good evening, LCM. Today's date is December the 4th, 2019, and tonight's message is titled Daily Disciplines. Daily Disciplines. Look, speaking of good, last Sunday's message by Pastor Eric was off the chain good. It was a boss of a message. It's titled, Your Bittersweet Life Now. Well, in that message, he taught us that bitter trials for righteousness have eternally sweet results. Were y'all blessed by that message? From Psalm 126, we learned that salty tears sown reap sweet songs of joy. And weeping while sowing seed leads to shouldering sheaves of the harvest. Oh, there's something good to be had in that message. That our bitterness is not for zero return. It is for an eternal return. Because it, it is our joy to bear the bitter crown of suffering. So that we can glory in the sweet crown of Christ. We can be formed into the character of Christ. Is that hope? Amen. You see, in our day and time, most have presumed that the character of Christ is simply achieved, awarded to you as you raise a hand in a crusade, lift a pinky in prayer. But as Pastor Eric pointed out, it is actually spiritually sculpted into you through difficult circumstances. Who in this room has experienced those difficult circumstances? Come on, you are getting the the chiseled character of Christ inside of you. Well, today we will look at your daily diet. Say daily diet with me. We'll also look at your daily disciplines. Say daily disciplines. That dedicate you to this divine goal. And that goal being Christ formed inside of you. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, to learn more about this formation process. Diet. That's what I'm talking about. He humbled you. Say humbled. Causing you to hunger. Say hunger. And then feeding. Say feeding. Feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known. To teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Let's start with the the beginning word that we said from this passage. He humbled you. Being humbled is the first and most essential step in learning to do anything that is contrary to your base nature. By base nature, I mean your very own sinful nature. This makes me think of Proverbs 16.25. There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, come on, educated church, it leads to death. Let's put it more personally. The way that seems right to you leads to death. The way that seems right to me leads to death. It is only through being humbled That we receive direction to the divine. Are y'all hungry for the direction to the divine? Come on, this humility, this humbling allows you then to hunger for something heavenly. Now, I know I'm not the only one in the room who's ever experienced humbling. But praise God, it leads to something even better. Being hungry for the heavenly things. 
That's the second word that we quoted in Deuteronomy 8.3. Just so, uh, just so happens to be that Proverbs 16.26, not 25 that we read earlier, 26 says, the appetite works for the worker. As if there, there is a benefit in actually being hungry. It's going to make you work a little bit harder in order to get fed. You see, humility causes you to hunger for the right things. And that hunger begins to work for you. I mean, how many times have you experienced difficulties of the image and character of Christ being sculpted into you? And it was initiated by a humbling event. Removed all pride. It flattened you out. It rolled you till you were empty. It then left a void of something then to fill it. And that was the hunger process. And you begin to lift up your head towards heaven and hunger for the things of God. I'm hungry, Jesus. I'm also hungry, too, so I'll eat afterwards. But being in that state of hunger that the Israelites were, what did God feed them with? Manna. Banana burgers. Banana bread. All those wonderful things that Keith Green sung about, right? He fed them with heavenly substance. In Deuteronomy 8, it states that that was to to teach them that man doesn't live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You see, what begins as your humbling process isn't meant to leave you in that humbled process. It's designed to make you hunger for the things of God so that you will pursue the things of God and then be fed by the things of God. Jesus affirms this in John 6, saying that he is that manna. He is that bread of heaven, which is the very word of God. That makes me think about this whole talk about hunger and food, right? It makes me think about diets, because we, we said, you know, your daily dieting. As, as Christians, as members of LCM, we get together a lot. And food is one of the central parts of it. Heavenly food as well as earthly food. We, we really like to eat. Hold up. I want to correct that. We love to eat. The Piros exceptionally love to eat. And as we experienced this past Thursday for Thanksgiving, that was one of the most eclectic variety of dishes I've ever had at a Thanksgiving meal. You had your paleo plates over here you had your keto plates over there you had your vegan plates over there yes exactly you had your those that were on the carnivore diet it's better than be on the carnival diet and we even had a few trim healthy mamas in that house that's right Uh uh-huh mm-hmm with all the variety of diets that were served on our Thanksgiving Day meal, reflecting our culture, I want to talk to you tonight about a divine daily diet. A divine daily diet. Like all diets, it requires discipline. Otherwise, in this case, known as discipleship. But I have great news. You're not about to try some new diet, some new fad, and then find yourself gaining 20 pounds where you really didn't want it. In fact, this biblical means of weight loss is described in the New King James Version of the Scripture, Hebrews 12, verse 1. If we got it in New King James, we'll put it up here. 
Let me read it to you. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Oh, man. We've got a weight loss program happening in the word right here. Let us lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily entangles. That's a divine diet program. I'm talking about a weight loss that you can get behind rather than growing a big behind. Because that happens when you leave sin behind and not begging to be avoid or not begging to avoid being left behind. One that you don't have to wait until New Year's Day to start. It can, in fact, start as you're listening to this message right now. Oh, look, you can go out there. You can pay $29.99 for Jenny Craig. You can sign up to go be the biggest loser. Win all that money. Or you could just join the prescribed method of the biblical version of God's way of losing weight. You can lose the weight of your sin off your shoulders and begin to reflect the image and character of Christ. Oh, look, back in my day, we had Richard Simmons deal a meal. He had cars for every day of the week. Ray, Ruby, I know you guys had that. When we were emptying your garage, I saw it. Or for some of you, remember Marie Osborne's weight loss program, right? Well... The deal is, you need a daily diet from the divinely inspired word of God to help you shed off all of that sinful weight. The daily diet that is divinely directed in the word is plainly stated in Proverbs 30, verse 7. Let me read it to you. Two things I ask you of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Now... I was kind of stabbing at all those weight loss programs, those fads throughout the years, and they are riddled with falsehood and lies. Ladies, am am, am I correct in assessing that? All those weight programs that you see as seen on TV or whatever else, the Japanese herb that you rub on your belly and you lose 40 pounds, you take one pill a day and one week, you, you know, you cut 60 pounds altogether. That's full of falsehood and lies. But we continue on the verse and we're going to find some hope of what a divine diet looks like. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. You hear the reflection of Deuteronomy 8 in this, right? Man should not live on bread alone, but from every, on every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Do you hear that daily desperation in this verse? That's coming from a state of humility. This man is hungering for the heavenly things and then being fed from heaven. But this is a a daily kind of bread. Notice that he didn't say it's a weekly bread. It's not even a monthly bread. It's not something pulled from a storehouse found in his deep freezer or in his basement. We don't have those in Texas, but if we did, I'm sure people would use them. It's nothing that you have gathered just to be contained for yourself. Some say the key to dieting, we'll go back to that for a minute, is moderation. As a pastor, 
I want to tell you that moderation never, 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 never works. Here's why. People that read their Bibles moderately never grow. People that love their wives moderately. Would you enjoy that, ladies, if your husband just said, you know, in the vows of uh, I do, I do love her moderately. I will spend time with her moderately. People that love their wives moderately never stay married. How about this one? People that discipline their children moderately. They raise absolute delinquents. Yes. We know what to do with those, but yeah, this is what happens. You know what does work? Daily disciplines. You know what actually really does work is having a divine daily diet. The word of God is my daily diet. I love my wife daily. And we're blessed for it. And as a result of it, that's why we actually had children. Which then in turn, I discipline my children daily. Isn't that right, Coco? And you know what? They're blessed for it. As well as you guys. You know, I hear that when starting any diet, you could consult a doctor. Right? And I did. I did. This doctor prescribed a daily dependence on the word of God. I have his prescription right here, and I'm going to share it with you. Let's read from the beloved Dr. Luke, chapter 9. Talk to me now. Say diet whenever you get there. (laughs) The word most definitely, MD. Luke 9, verse 12. Say diet when you're there. Late in the afternoon, the 12 came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we're in a remote place here. He replied, he being Jesus, you give them something to eat. Hmm. They answered, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. And by all this crowd, it meant about 5,000 men were there. Think about it. This is... Desert-style dependency. Having nothing but five loaves and two fish to feed thousands of people. Five loaves and two fish doesn't seem like enough to feed even the baker's dozen of disciples that were hanging around Christ. Disciples, the, the disciples were learning the daily discipline of giving away what they had been given. Let me read that one more time. I want to make sure we get this. In this moment, the disciples were learning the daily discipline of giving away what they had been given. See, they had the opportunity to see what it looks like to demonstrate a divine diet. Because there is always more. But you can't have it until you've given away all that you have. There's a dependency this being established in this. In the same manner, Israel learned their daily diet in the desert as well. These men, these disciples, learned their daily diet through discipleship happening in Galilee. The key to this, though, is daily. 
Here's what I mean. Like the Israelites in the desert, you must gather something. Daily gather something. Say gather. Gather. Now, when that daily gathering is happening, there's a next step, a responsibility that you have. You must daily give something. And the next day, you repeat the process all over again. Let, Let me paint an imagery for you. That we're with Israel in the desert. That time period of being fed by manna on a daily basis. The head of a household goes out and he gathers. Gathers the right amount for his household. And he comes home and he gives it to their household. To his, his, his household. And in doing so, he is gathering a heavenly substance in order to give a heavenly substance. How blessed is there is his family because of his diligence on a daily basis. He's extremely blessed that he, what he possessed were, were daily disciplines in order to provide a daily diet for his family. That every morning that they, that he went and gathered and he brought it and gave it to his family, they were able to lift up their heads in thankfulness that again, another day, God has provided a a divine heavenly bread for he and his entire household. You're sustained that day. You know what they weren't allowed to do? To hold on to it until the next day. It was just enough for that day. Well, this same kind of blessing was for the disciples. In that, in the end of the day, they actually gathered more. So you remember that? It started with five loaves and two fish. Jesus blessed it, gave it to his disciples. They fed 5,000 men in a single day. And when they were done, they collected 12 basketfuls. And the right way to see this is that they gave all they had. They fed more than they ever could in their own strength. And at the end, they had more than they did the beginning in order to go give again the next day. I want to share with you a seven-course meal. A seven-course meal of daily disciplines. I'm talking about one that is better than the five-course French meal that exists. That takes like ten hours to eat. And one that has more spiritual calories than the entirety of a daily American diet. That's a lot of caloric intake. I must confess... That what I'm about to share with you in this seven-course daily discipline is that it's the Mediterranean diet. I'm talking about one which is what the priests in ancient Israel followed every single day. Let's look at number one. We'll put the slide up. Number one, daily word from his presence. Everybody turn with me to Exodus 25, verse 30. Diet. Put the bread of the presence on this table to be before me at all times. How often was that, saints? At all times. times. Now, this is being spoken to the priesthood that they were told to put this daily bread before the Lord at all times. 
You know, Jesus actually directed his disciples in the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Where we begin is that we must have a daily diet of the bread of heaven. Meaning that we must have a daily diet of the word of God feeding and nourishing our souls. Let's look at number two. Put up the second slide. Daily led by his spirit. Go to Exodus 27, verse 20. Diet. Diet. Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning, daily burning. You see the requirement in this? It was required to bring clear oil. I'm talking about oil that is free of being mixed. That word pure. Mixed with the flesh of the olive. This is achievable whenever we are submitting ourselves to the pressing of obedience to the leading of the Holy Ghost. And that weight of obedience is about doing his will and not our own. That's how we keep the oil clear, pure and free of our own flesh. It's, an, it's a literal carrying out of denying ourselves so that we can bring to him that clear pressed olive oil. Because like the lamp, Jesus is that flesh-burning engine of this entire diet, right? Because we're talk, still talking about a daily diet. When we bring to him that obedience in the midst of being pressed, then we're bringing him clear olive oil that will burn bright for the name of Jesus. Let's look at number three, part of our seven-course meal here. Daily development of your dependents and disciples. Let's look at Exodus 28 and verse 29. Say diet. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he will bear the names of the sons of Israel over his wristwatch, over his heart, on the breastpiece of decision, as a continuing memorial, a daily memorial before the Lord. When you're looking at this, I need you to ask yourself something. Who has God made you responsible for? Because this third principle is about the daily development of your dependents and your disciples. Husbands, it's your wife. It's your children. Those of you who may not be married, it's also your employees. Whoever the Lord has put in your proximity that you are directly responsible for, a daily discipline that is part of your daily diet is for you to develop the very people that you're responsible for. Their names are to be over your heart continually. Not once a week, not once a month. But day in and day out, having their names in the center of your being. That your daily diet involves your daily development of both your dependents and your disciples. You see, because like the disciples, you have now gathered something. Remember, we began with that daily bread. You've gathered something. Now you must give something daily. Fathers, let me speak to you. It's our responsibility to daily nourish our families with bread from heaven. That word that comes from the throne of God. 
when you're speaking to your employees. Begin your day by getting that daily bread from heaven ready and eager to share it as the Spirit leads you. And watch, life will begin to replace death in the lives of your, your workmen or your employees. Let's go to number four. This is a daily agreement between the word and the spirit. Go to Exodus 28, verse 30. Also put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastpiece, so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus Aaron will always, daily, bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. Look, church, we've extensively covered the Thummim in our Monday night foundations classes. If there's an importance, a drive to be there, is to glean from the rich teachings that we receive. But I want to give you a summary, in case you might not have been at that exact foundations. The summary of these items is that the Urim is fire. Say fire. Fire. And the Thummim is perfection. Say perfection. perfection. Meaning that it is the agreement of the Spirit and the Word of God that is to direct your discernment. Agreement of the Spirit and the Word of God to direct your discernment. Because you are to daily gather this agreement between the Spirit and the Word for the purpose of giving it to others. Your humility that leads to hunger enables you then to rightly apply the agreement that was shown to you between the Spirit and the Word. If humility wasn't there, it would either not discern the agreement between the spirit and word, or it would misapply and misuse that agreement that was there. I want to paint two different pictures here. A word only diet. It sounds great. I mean, full of protein, right? A word only diet sounds great, but without the spirit, it doesn't work. And the inverse is true too. A spirit only diet sounds wonderful but without the word it doesn't work we must have both the urim and the thummim the spirit and the word working in agreement in order for our discernment to work for the benefit of others have you experienced this while being pastored at lcm where You have counsel, wise counsel that comes from your pastors and elders. And immediately when it's being given to you, you notice that it is something that they have already gathered from the heavens. And that both the spirit and the word agree in their counsel. And the minute you begin to put it into practice, it brings life to everything that was completely in chaos. It brings his right order and his shalom. That many of our lives are on firm footing, marriages established, children on the right track. Because your pastors and your elders were sticking to these daily disciplines that are the spirit and the word being in agreement with each other. Let's look at the fifth one. Daily offering right sacrifices. This fifth daily discipline is found in Exodus 29, verse 38. Say diet when you're there. Diet. 
This is what you are to offer on the altar regularly each day. Regularly. It's good to be regular. Two lambs a year old. Offer one in the morning and the other at twilight. What you should see in this is that you do not have the right to make any sacrifice that you want. In this particular passage, he says exactly what he wants. Two lambs a year old. And tells exactly the time. One in the morning and one at twilight. You are to make the right sacrifice that day as directed by the Lord for that situation that comes from the discernment of the Lord. Let me tie it up all over again. It is your responsibility to make the right sacrifice that day which is being directed by the Lord for that situation derived from the discernment that comes from the Lord. So you see how these are stacking. These are building, starting at the daily discipline number one, and now we're at number five. And that that Holy Ghost-led discernment, agreeing with the word, is now giving us the ability to offer right sacrifices, ones that God is pleased with. Man, when we make right sacrifices and we have the affirmation of the Lord, it, it is like a, a drop of heaven that fuels me for years and years. Now let's look at number six, the sixth daily discipline. Daily interceding for the salvation of others. Exodus 30 verse 7, say diet when you're there. Aaron must burn fragrant incense on the altar every morning when he tends the lamps. He must burn incense again when he lights the lamps at twilight, so incense will burn regularly before the Lord for the generations to come. Come on, the sixth element of our daily diet. As a daily discipline, wait, hold on. I may even call it a daily delight is that we intercede for the salvation of other people. Because Paul says to Timothy to pray for those in authority, to pray for government officials, those in authority over your lives. Let's paint a more clear picture of our, our everyday life. I'm talking about your carnal bosses. Pray for their salvation. I'm talking about your tyrannical landlords. Pray for their salvation. I'm even as going as far to say you're pleasant and plump pastors. Intercede for us as well, please. Because when we're getting to this sixth element of our daily diet, this is the dessert of the entire meal, right? Oh, what it's like for daily, what it's like to daily intercede for someone that is lost that we grieve over, that we mourn over, that we intercede, fight, go to war in the heavenly realms, and then to see them born again. That makes all the bitterness that we experienced previously now sweet by seeing them participate in the salvation and character of Jesus. Help me out with something. What is the number seven in the Bible? Completion and also perfection. Let me tell you what perfects this process. Let's look at number seven. Daily repentance. 
oh, there's no way that we could leave this out. This has to be a part of our daily diet. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 6. And we'll start in verse 13. The fire. Say fire. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Oh man, what we see so clearly in this passage is that the fire must be kept burning continually. And by doing so, you must daily evaluate your actions. And here's what I mean. Identifying both what you have done and what you have failed to do. That the fire on God's altar is to be ever-present. To weigh and measure the things that we have done and the things that we have failed to do. Here's what I mean. Do you gather and you did not give? Did you dive into God's word, getting heavenly bread, and then held on to it throughout the day because you thought that you just wanted to keep it for you? May go the other way. Did you give without having first gathered? Oh, I have. I have. The results of that, it can be disastrous at times, depending on the situation, that we must first gather from heaven before we begin to try and give from heaven. You might even call this some version of an eating disorder, right? Are we eating or seeking to eat from the substance of heaven? Or are we just picking up a few crumbs here and there as it comes easily, falling from the hands of our brothers around us, and then wondering why we're starving all day and don't have the spiritual discernment that we need? Are we working so hard to prove ourselves by wanting to give something without first gathering from the heavens what we need to give to other people and wondering why we and everyone else around us are so frustrated? I want to share something with you. These, this daily diet, it comes from this last element in my own life. Daily repentance. I began to put my face in the word to gather something because I was asked to give something. So I knew I, I needed to start in the right place. And like a clear mirror, I could see my own reflection in God's word. And I saw the very things that must be done on a daily basis in my own life. And it had an effect. And immediately I began to see all the areas that I was and was not putting these things into practice. And it began to challenge me to rise up and be the man of God that I was called to be. It showed me that there was hope through my repentance by keeping that fire on the altar burning at all times, that it would burn away the flesh inside of my pressed olive oil, and it would become clear, acceptable to my king. So let me ask you something. In this eating disorder, meaning not doing or failing to do any one of these items. 
Which of these daily disciplines are you fasting from? Which ones are you denying, either, either willingly or negligently? You see, because how will you run the race this marked out for you without the heavenly, spiritual, caloric intake in order to complete it? Let me give you a bit, a bit of truth. It is an honor. Is it an honor for God to show you clearly the race that you need to run? It is a privilege that he shows you the next step, the next target to go after. And at first it's exhilarating. Yes, Lord, I want to conquer that. Yes, I want to take down that giant. Yes, I want to go over that hill and storm the gates of hell and defeat that very enemy. But I'm telling you, these seven things are the very elements that will give you that caloric intake that is required to accomplish God's will for your life. That passion alone cannot sustain it. That knowledge alone cannot sustain it. It has to come from a daily discipline that is united to a daily diet of dependency on the Word of God and everything else that we listed. We must be daily putting these things into practice. You benefit. Your homes benefit. Our church benefits. We become stronger and stronger. And just like what we see tonight is that we have a room filled of fired up saints that are trained to go to war. That flu cannot keep them from service. Therefore, as pastors, I don't have to worry about a broken eyelash keeping you from discipleship. We're trying to train you rightly, saints. We'll read Hebrews 12.1 in the New King James Version again so we can look at this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Say every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Any daily discipline that you are not doing. Let me say this again. Any daily discipline that you are not doing is a weight that has to be cast off. So that you can run the race with endurance. We're trying to liberate you. We're trying to free you. We're trying to strengthen you. And we want you to run this race with endurance. You know, a man's life who clearly demonstrates these daily disciplines, he's in this room. His name is Pastor Wade. I'd like Pastor Wade to come up and help us close out of exactly what we need to do to respond. Thank you, Pastor. What a good, good word for us. Come on, church, as, as uh, Pastor Matt was speaking, um, I was thinking about our church on Sundays, on Monday nights, on Wednesday nights, on Friday nights of most weeks. What we're trying to do is to help feed you. Would you put up this slide for me, uh, Megan, the one with all seven things there? See, but what you're finding out right here is that even the schedule that we get on in this church, where we're pre presenting something to you in an almost daily fashion. Somebody say almost. almost. 
it's still not enough unless you understand these principles and you take them to heart. Look at number one, daily word from his presence. Pastor couldn't have hit that anymore right on the bullseye. When you are reading the Word, the kind of reading that we're talking about, the type of daily diet that you need, is are you getting in the Word and is it cutting your heart? Is it filling your soul? Is it correcting your behavior? Are you reading the Word and getting a Word from His presence daily? Boy, that's different than just having a little reading plan that you check off, isn't it? The Word is promised that it will teach and correct and rebuke and, and train you in righteousness. Is it doing those things when you read or not? I can tell you that as pastors, we are cut all the time when we read. My God, I, I gave advice and it was close, but it wasn't. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, I'm cut when I read Your Word. Are you reading the Word like that in a daily fashion? Are you daily led by His Spirit? Or do you have things on your to-do list that you never even asked Him about? See, what we're trying to be driven at at a church is is a daily diet. is daily disciplines that produce a daily dependency upon Him. Imagine what we could be as a church if each of us, if every one of us developed a daily diet. If every one of us developed a daily discipline. If every one of us developed a daily dependency upon Christ. Not just when we say it, but in actually how we live. I need Him all day, every day. Do you need Him like that? Did you hear what Peyton was trying to encourage us in at the beginning of the service? Just a desperation for Him. Not just when you're feeling bad, but a desperation that says... I don't even want to pretend like I can do it without you, Lord. Daily development of your dependence in your disciples. Husbands, if you are not daily pastoring your wife, you're failing. Mothers, if you are not daily disciplining and discipling your own children, you're failing. You can't get this right two days out of seven. Five days out of seven. Six days out of seven. What we're talking about is a daily discipline, a daily diet that produces a daily dependence upon the Lord. Daily agreement between the Word and the Spirit. Not being led by your emotions or what you think the Lord might, what you feel like the Lord might be doing in that moment. But you're getting the Word and the Spirit together. You're daily offering the right sacrifices. Somebody say right sacrifices. Do you realize a right sacrifice may mean that you need to stop doing things that you're doing? I mean, praise God that at least in our church, we don't have anybody who ever overcommits themselves and does things that the Lord didn't tell them. I mean, well, if a little bit is good, I guess a lot is better. Yeah, see, that's not a right sacrifice. But if you're walking through these things, you can find out. If you're not walking through the other four, you don't even know what the right sacrifice is yet. If you don't have the confirmation of the Word and the Spirit inside of you, you don't even know yet. How can you be making the right sacrifices? Daily interceding for the salvation of others. Let's be honest. Most of us are too concerned with our own lives. Just making it through in a state of constant starvation. Most of us in the room aren't even thinking about the other people. 
Not only the ones that you're responsible for, like in number three, but the ones that are just outside of that circle. Lord, who can I be a witness for you? today about Lord who needs salvation brought to them Lord I've been making I've been in your word and it's been cutting me I've been asking your presence to be there with me I'm developing this daily with the people around me I I know that I can hear and understand your word and your spirit put together Lord I'm making right sacrifices Lord would you cause salvation to come to those around me and then you have a daily repentance it's not enough for you to come down to an altar and repent At best, you're going to get two times a week at that. What have you done today that you should repent from? What have you not done today that you should repent from? See, we don't even think about some of the things that we've missed that the Lord clearly instructed that He wanted for us, but we never inquired, so we didn't even know we were supposed to do it. See, this is such a good word from Pastor because it came right out of his personal devotion with the Lord. This is what the Lord showed Pastor Matthew because he was desiring for the Lord to speak to him and our gracious God did. Daily disciplines develop a daily diet that allow effective divine direction from the Lord. By staying faithful to these daily disciplines, you're ensuring that you get to reap rewards from them. What does your daily diet program look like? Does it show this kind of dependency? Is it filled with daily disciplines or sporadic slothfulness? Pastor, I can get the daily. I read my Bible every day. Yeah, is it cutting you? Is it reforming what you're doing? Or are you just reading it as an obligation? Then I'm going to say, even if you're reading it, you're not reading it. What do you need to deny yourself of in order to daily carry out? We're not asking you to get one of the seven. We're not asking you to get five only of the seven. We're saying that in this church, our daily diet are all seven. For every man, for every woman in this room, all seven every day. That is the standard that the Word of God has given us. Pastor read out of Leviticus 6. That we're supposed to keep the fire lit. Man, people want to talk about that if you're talking about romantic things. A husband and wife keeping a fire lit. You know how your pastors keep our marriage fire lit? Because we're working towards these seven daily disciplines. For 26 years, for almost 22 years, for over 20 years. You've got 60 combined, almost 70 combined years of marriage between your pastors. It's because we're learning how to do daily disciplines. We've got to keep the fire lit. Would you stand to your feet with me? You have got to keep the fire burning on the altars continuously. I'm going to invite us here to have a time at the altar. This altar right here, where the fires of God are. We keep it burning continuously because this is the kind of church that we are. It must not go out. Come on, if you allowed some daily dependency, some daily disciplines to go out in your life, this altar is a place where you can come and refire. 
You can come back and you can practice number seven, a daily repentance. It says, I'm not going to wait anymore. Do you realize how much you need to repent on a daily basis? Or do you just wait for one of your pastors to come and bring the food to you? If you're in the word, if you're being spirit led, if you're doing these daily disciplines, I have something to repent from all the time. Every single day I'm asking the Lord to help me for the things that I've done wrong and the things that I have not done that He demanded of me to do. See, when we open this altar in just a second, this is the kind of day that you get to come and say, Lord, I've let the fire go out because I haven't done these things daily. Maybe I can get them weekly. Man, I get moved about once a month. That's not enough. This has to be daily in all of us. When I begin to pray, come and respond rightly to the Lord. Start off in repentance because repentance allows you to reset, to return to what you were supposed to be and you get to do it again the next day. You get to come and repent so that you can reset that you can repeat it the next day. These altars are altars of repentance tonight. They're also altars of resetting so that you can repeat the things that you are supposed to do in a daily way. Mighty God, we come before you right now. Help us tonight, Lord. Thank you for such a good word from our pastor. Lord, we want to keep the fire burning. We must keep it lit. We must keep it burning on the altar continuously. Lord, not once a month. Not at a one association conference only. But Lord, today, right now in us, we hear your voice to us daily. You're the king of the universe. You want us to meet with you daily. You give us the opportunity to meet with you daily, Lord. May our dependency grow as our daily disciplines and our daily diet grow in you, mighty God. Help us tonight that the fire on our altar will not go out, but it will continuously stay burning before you, Lord. Let there not be a day in our past where we were more in love with you, where we were closer than you to you than today, Lord. Daily we come before you. Lord, let your fire burn in our hearts tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name.